Welcome to After Nap. I'm one of your hosts, Freddie Knapp, here with my co-host. Alex Knapp. We're doing House of the Dragon, season finale, The Black Queen. We hit 9 out of 10 weeks. So we, we did okay. We set out to do every episode. We almost got them you all. Know, you know what? That's 90%. Like, that's an A in my book. I think it's our first show that we've covered all the way through every single episode. Yeah. And we're doing a really good job so far. We got the summary for the season finale, The Black Queen, coming at you right now. While the Reds learned what Alice Antonato did last episode, Rhaenyra is mid-miscarriage. Damon and the men prepare for war, but Rhaenyra isn't sure what they should do. Is that what her father would want? Is she worried about the realm, maybe? Everyone eventually gets behind her as queen, and the kids are sent out to garner support from houses among the realm. At one of these visits, Lucerys, the youngest child, the youngest of the two older boys of, of Rhaenyra. Who knows how many kids she has at this point. Exactly. Uh, he's met by Aemon there. He's there for the same reason. He's there as a messenger. A dragon fight happens amid thunderstorm. Vagar eventually kills Arax, Lucerys' dragon, and Lucerys as well. Yeah. I wanted to start off with one thing because you said something there I didn't know. Uh, that Was that like... I thought that miscarriage was caused by the hearing of the bad news... And was also assisted by the fact it's an incest baby. But they have had kids already that have come out. Yeah, I, at the, I, I, right, it does not matter. Remember, because she's, she's holding her side. Yeah. She looks like Siobhan did at the end of Succession Season 3, like, just broken. Is Was, was the miscarriage caused by that? I, whatever, I have no idea. Like, would she, <laughs> would she have given birth to it? No, I would, I'm just asking, see, I just heard you say that, like, like, the miscarriage. It looked like the, the, she was mid miscarriage. No, I. Well, my understanding. She was of, doing good, and then that news killed. Yeah, her. yeah. My understanding is that news literally forced the the miscarriage to happen. I don't know enough about. I don't know anything about gynecology to answer. Kids. But I, uh, Alex, I bet the answer really comes down to as simple as like, what does Ryan Connell think? Like Ryan Connell's yeah, like, what yeah. One of the boys over at uh, Game of Thrones HQ. What do, what do yeah. they think about that? What is and, and, oh. then, and then what does George think? That's a good question, though, honestly. Uh, in all of my power, I'd probably say, yeah, that, that sounds right. Yeah, that's, that's You sound I, 100% right, honestly. Yeah, that's how I, that was my take on it. God. Yeah, let's just start with, uh, with, uh, with that scene, right? Because this is not the first time that we've had something like this. We had this in the first episode. And if you watch the inside of the episode, they like to show the kind of differences and the similarities between her and, and Viserys and her and her mother. Well, they, they mention something in the behind-the-scenes thing that I didn't think about. The fact that she has the miscarriage makes her exactly like her father because he had to deal with all the miscarriages that his wife had and all the babies that they, they never had. So that's kind of... They made it sound like this miscarriage is kind of a tossing, a tossing of the torch, and this kind of makes her now her father. Well, and we know her father wanted her to be queen, so I guess they kind of, they did that. Well, also I felt mm. like she, like she was. Re- I don't know the passing of the torch thing. I don't really see. I'm it. I'm just. That, that's I see just the similarities they... in the episode, and Otto Otto the first time, uh, not Otto the first time Viserys kind of stands up for himself. Is kind of after that miscarriage, and he like you know he turns well that we see him and, and see in the show, yeah, right, and you know this is the thing that kind of pushes her over to the edge of like, hey, I need to actually be a queen now, right? And what does that mean for Rhaenyra? And it means a lot of different things. Well, but also, I, her version of being a queen is the the same version that he had of being a king. So she specifically took his version, her whole thing of like. Well, no, my job as queen is to do whatever is the best for the realm. Well, Justice. I, like, and while me being queen might be what's right, 
that's not necessarily what's best for the realm. What's best for the realm is everybody, you know, not fighting. And that's exactly what her, arguably that's what her uh, dad would have wanted is her to be able to stop the fighting. And the print and this idea that the prince that is promised is really more important than any of this shit. Which kind of goes into the Rhaenyra thing with her being not a villain at all. No. They they try to maybe show both sides of the story, but the Greens, the Greens are like, fuck, they're, they're the villains of the story. Now listen, Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra's had everything she ever wanted, obviously. She hasn't had to deal with everybody using her for all these different stuff like Alicent has had to deal with. But Rhaenyra hasn't done a single bad thing in her life. The whole episode, she's thinking to herself, like, like, like I don't want to go to war because I'm going to kill all these people. Allison, I don't think she gives a fuck about these people. I get it. Allison's been used physically, mentally, her entire life. Emotionally. Right, 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 right. Right, so I think, what do the creators want us to think about this? Do they want us, I think they obviously want us thinking Allison's the villain. Well, no. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they want, want us thinking Allison's yes, the yeah, villain. Yeah, they want us thinking Allison's the villain. They 100%. also, but they also later on maybe want you to think, like, why is Allison the villain? Well, also. Because she was put into the situation. Yeah, well, also, uh, I I think they could, coming into season two, Rhaenyra could be a very different character after the death of her son. We could see her The go, mad queen. Exactly. Yeah. That we, last shot to her face, the mad queen. Oh. I was like, and I'm like, they could be really trying to do what they kind of failed to a little bit with Daenerys with like the slow madness of of your kid of your children dying around you. I really the same reason I had a problem with Alicent and her choice to to pick Aegon as king is the same reason I have a problem with this scene though, because I don't think she I think she was still having a hard time wrapping her head around going to war. Now here's the one difference I will say this. Yeah. Uh Matt Smith was was he was going to war with or without her. No, but why not have her say I'm going to war and then give her the reason to go to war? Uh why not have Allison say, Hey, I want Aegon to be king because he's my son, and then it doesn't matter anyways, because Otto was planning this already. Yeah, I we, we we've had this conversation last week. I hundred percent agree Allison should have made that decision out of like her own angst. But Rhaenyra's like, fuck her. I want to do this war at the end of the day. Whether well, because that's just not, from everything they've told us, that's just not who Rhaenyra is. She does not want to do this war at the end of the day. She did not. That's like, that's something they really wanted to make this idea. I know, that, but all, uh, I mean, I just want my character in position to make a choice. And at the end of the day, she goes to war. Whether or not it's for this reason or not, this could be tacked on. But I want her... Not being because never never at one point in this episode did I think Rainier was gonna go to war. I want, yeah, I want I like have me think that have me think that she's ready to make this decision, right? But no, she's got to be some very well, wise twenty eight year old. When uh, the <laughs> strangling happened, I thought she was like, all right, well, we're, we're probably going to war. I, I I think she did. It's either I'm like really attracted to this, and for that reason, are going to war, or it's uh, wasn't you know, wasn't like a bit of both. Like, I'm saying it was a little bit of a little bit of fear, a little bit of like. Uh, I think all that stuff was connected. The fear, the attraction. That's why she's with Damon. A lot of that, you know. I don't think. I don't think they've ever had a scene like no, no, that. They, no, no, no. They've never done something like he that. He has never strangled her. I guarantee He's that. never let a hand do it. Yeah. He's honestly a great husband to her. And to the, up, his, up until now. No, the, even the wife he had before. Great husband. What did he do? They have they have some disputes over where they want to live. That's fine. Doesn't make you a bad husband. No, right? he's not. He's not a bad guy. 
Well, he might be a bad guy, but he's not a bad. He's not a bad husband. You're right. He's a bad person. It's a he's bad a person. God a awful man. man. But has he been <laughs> bad to his latest two wives before this episode? Probably not. No, he's actually pretty good. So that that's what's. I, I mean, obviously, we love the third dimensionality of Damon. We were missing him up until this episode. Absolutely epic. He he came in. He was like, you you guys forgot. I'm one of those underrated actors out there. The I'm barbs. just. The he's barbs just, he was throwing. The the pure performance. I'm just like, when you look at like just the three shows he's done between this, The Crown, and Doctor Who, the amount of range this man has is out of this fucking world. Yeah, he's never quite played someone this evil, if we don't count Morbius. Ah, uh, well, that movie's just evil. But, um... No, but his character. I haven't seen the movie, so... No, I, I haven't seen it either. But, But just from um, the trailers, this is what I'm getting. Well, also, I he plays this evil character in Last Night in Soho. Not maybe this evil, but they want no, you to no, think but he like, is. Yeah, you're right. He is that evil in Last Night in Soho. Um, is he? Oh, yeah, he's raping her. Yeah, I guess he is raping her at the end of the day. Yeah. Because I always just think that he's and not... And he's like... I'm, he's just, like, I'm just thinking to myself that he's not the guy, so... Well, no, no, he's not the murderer, but he's still pimping her out. Yeah, he's a bad guy, but, but is, he, is, is he Damon bad? No, I don't, I don't know if he's Damon bad. He just shows up to the Vale to murder his wife? Yeah. In a really gruesome way? <laughs> no, I mean, you don't do that. Because he's a fucking loser. He's awesome. The, the barbs he was throwing at, uh, at Otto... Right, his quick decision making in terms of I know how to throw the absolute most vicious line yep. at this guy. I love their hatred towards each other, and I really want to see them fight. The uh, the Otto Damon like hatred relationship is just out of this world because it started like midway through. Like the show had started episode one, and they had already hated each other. Yeah, <laughs> I get it because he was because he was Han, and Damon was never asked to be Han, so the hatred started there. But it's only grown because Otto's a despicable piece of shit as well. He's despicable. Oh yeah, for what he did. Like, there's an argument that Otto is like low key worse than any of them. No, Damon. There's no argument. Well, I don't know because I feel like there's a bunch of like like seedy shit. Like it wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow he started the kid fights in the beginning, and they're like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll okay. end him." Like okay. Aegon told- had one of his bastards in the kid fighting scene. All right, Aegon's worse. Aegon's is worse than Otto. What if Aegon's children is just laying in there? <laughs> All right, he's definitely worse than Otto, and he's not as bad as Damon because Damon would have done the same thing. Maybe I have no idea. We are off to dragons, the, we as got, we do every episode. We do a little dragons look at. Well, they did the thing this episode. Specifically, Damon did it. That we we've been asking for the whole for show, the entire show. He told us where dragons are, the dragons that have been claimed, the dragons that haven't. The idea that there's like these two wild dragons just out there. So there's there's a couple neutral dragons. Then there's three, uh, there's two or three wild dragons. I think he said two wild dragons. And he, he collects one of them in this episode. So does he now, he now has two dragons. He's, I'm assuming he has two dragons. But I don't know what that means. Can, so He can only ride one at a time. Obviously, he's only got so much leg space, right? So he, he, <laughs> he sings in High Valyrian to King Jaehaerys' old dragon. Oh, that's King Jaehaerys' old dragon. According to uh, many websites I've looked at, Vermithor. And it's a hundred-year-old dragon. So Damon had spoken in that little table talk scene about how having uh, also Rainier had spoken about having wartime dragons is important. Yes, as we saw at the end of the episode when these dragons would just not listen to their riders well, at all. Well, what I really liked was 
he just got a little bit of fire and he was like going out of control. And I'm like, this guy's supposed to be an experienced dragon, and he's still going. No, out. no, no. The writer's not experienced. No, no. But the dragon that yeah. was a war, that was a wartime dragon, Alex. That and was a wartime. And dragon. even for a wartime dragon, I'm saying like, oh, I think that's the job of wartime dragon. Someone's fires at you, I'm fucking him up. Yeah, no, I'm saying though, he went out of control. No, I'm saying though, he like he looked like he was about to fall or something when the when the fire came out. Yeah, he was annoyed. He was fine. Nah, he seemed a little. No, he was annoyed. He's like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of this little Arax. All right, that was the whole thing. But we we learned we learned, we have a living roster. We learn how they speak about dragons, how the importance of dragons in war, and we learned pretty much everything we wanted to learn from episode one. Right, just give us a quick 45 seconds. What's up here? And then we got actual battling. And we got battling that's more than just, hey, we're running at each other, right? We have maneuverability. We have, hey, this is big versus fast. This is, you know, he's, he's blowing fire in his face. Can he yeah. maneuver away from him? We, all this awesome stuff. We, hey, we had to wait all the way to episode 10. Well, I'm also going to say this. Going back to the scene where Damon's talking about the dragons, it didn't feel like exposition in the way I feel like it would have been the first episode. The way they were the just talking about war. That's they right. were genuinely talking about war. It came up naturally in the conversation. They did a great job with that. I'm like, this this is where we would mention where all the dragons are. And also, let's talk about Damon also for another second. He had this great plan. He was like, we need to surround King's Landing. I was like, everybody all together was like, we're ready to do this. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was sitting there in the moment. I was like, if I'm there, I'm Rainier. I'm like, go, go. We don't, he's like, if you even wait a day, you're, you're waiting too long. Like, we have to do this immediately and we have to get rid of the, the greens also. Fucking, it's green versus red now. They're just literally calling each other the greens and the reds. I and know. I'm here for Rainier it. in the show said the greens. And I'm like, I'm like, yes. Yes, I have no issue with this. There's like green team versus red team. Let's make this shit simple. Who's going to win? Who is going to win? We could not know for three years. Now, obviously Targaryens win in the end. It's a civil war, so you know. No, but is it even really a civil war? Yeah, it's a civil war. High towers are in charge. Everybody. Well, yeah. yeah anybody but, who's anybody in the Seven Kingdoms knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah, on. Yeah, they're in charge, but it will be the Targaryen name that lives on, just, uh, despite whoever wins. Yeah, I would like to maybe. I wish we could have heard in the beginning of this episode. Maybe they go from town to town or they go in different cities and maybe them un- try to understand as civilians what's happened. Well, because so, hey, I thought I thought Rhaenyra was was sworn in. What happened there? Like, yeah. what's going on? So, so a big thing we're gonna get this is what this uh, season finale suggested is the world is gonna start to expand in the second season. They were they mentioned the Starks having a young ruler. Having but they, I'm saying they even just mentioned the fact the idea that like oh you're gonna have to go over to Winterfell. I'm like, oh great, we're gonna start expanding. I, I literally looked at you when they said that. I was like, I don't even care if it's fan service. Just Give me the Starks immediately. Let me chill with some Starks. Yeah, but I said let's just get the ruler. Let's just get Sean Bean just to Sean play. Sean Bean, he it plays is. an older, an older generation Stark. Why not? I'm like, yeah, why not? I get Rob Stark in there. I, who, who stopped it? Get one of Rick on. Who cares? That'd be cool. Why couldn't they get Rick on? I'm game. How are we not game? No. They have a huge world to play with, with. All these cool actors. They could just do it. Easily. They could bring them back for one second. Why not? All right, so like, obviously they're playing different people. This is so for anybody that's getting confused. We're saying, we're obviously Ned Stark. We don't want that. We're saying like Sean yeah. Bean's character. We want Sean Bean the actor. Yeah, Sean Bean the actor, not the character. Not we're like the Sean character. Bean the actor, just like, hey, he's just playing an older Stark. I got no, uh, I got no issue with it. Got no issue at all. Right, so that that goes into a little bit of our of 
problems with this season that would could maybe they could you know help out for season two is outside world. We don't understand it. We don't know how people perceive the Targaryens. They've always talked about season one being very internal about what's happening within this family. And they said, like, we really don't plan on season one going outside the family. I think they clearly, by even just mentioning the Starks and all these other fa- houses, and the fact that he just, like, went to Storm's End, that's just that just proves that they're like, all right, now that the war has begun, the gates will start opening. We have to start- visit these other houses because we they need troops. To. We need to learn who their alliances are, who they pledge allegiance to. Mm-hmm. Right? Which flag, the sigil, all this cool stuff. Well, well, also, throughout this, we're going to see how by the end of this, the Lannisters are like, you know, the people at the hand of the Targaryens. They, they by the end of this... They already like, kind of are, though, a little bit. They've all had men in the, in the high courts and all that stuff. Yeah, but by the end of this, you know, uh, somehow Tywin becomes in line to become the next hand of the king to the Mad King. So, you right, know what I mean? That's like... A hundred years later. No, well, the idea, though, is I think this... How how much time is this supposed to be spanning? I don't know. I, do I look like the arbiter of the... Like, uh, I don't know. I don't fire know and many, blood over here? I don't here? know how much time this whole thing's supposed to span, because... Listen, we've already had, like, 40, 50 years, right? Have I no. Wrong? 30 years. Yeah, make maybe... We've had maybe a 20-year time skip. 20. We had a 20-year... T- oh, do we have 10, 10 years. years? I kept thinking it was So 20. it might be like... Might 20 be like, years. 20 might years. be like 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. Let's say 20 years has gone by, right? So She's like, what? Like, what how, how old do you think Rainier is now? 30? Let's say 28, 29. Yeah. Damon's like 40s. No, let's say she's 30. She's like, how old is she supposed to be at the start of the show? 14? So let's say she's 34, so it's 20 years. They, they definitely like... <laughs> Somewhere in their writer's room, they have, like, a number written down for how They don't even be. know. The That'd writers of the show don't even That'd know. That'd be great. All right, so outside world, we have that. We have, we still don't care about a lot of these characters. Who are the Lucerus truthers out there? They'd be like, oh, they killed Lucerus? We're done watching Game of Thrones now that they killed Lucerus Targaryen. <laughs> what is it? Sixth in line for the throne? Like, no one gives a crap. And that's the problem with a lot of this show. Right? They kill off Beesberry in the previous episode. They kill off another guy who's just talking bad. Am I supposed to care about these guys? Do you uh, care about them? Uh, you don't. Not a lot. Of- Let me ask you one question about the line of succession. What? Rhaenyra dies tomorrow. Does it It would go to her son, not, uh, not Damon, right? Rhaenyra dies tomorrow. They're done. No, no, obviously, obviously. I'm not going to just... It for... goes to, to Jace, whatever that kid's name is. It goes to, it goes to the son. I think okay. so. I think it would go to Jace. Jason. All right, all right. Because right. I, I think if Damon tried to make the claim, it'd just, it just be for nothing. Like, da- Damon... No one... <laughs> calm, calm down there, Damon. You're not getting the throne. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like you can be the husband uh, of the ruler. Yeah, you Damon, can't be uh, the ruler. Damon's the last guy who went ruling anything. They made that clear from, from season one, episode one. Right, so aside from those two things, um, stakes will come with consistency. Emotional stakes will come with consistency. If we learn about characters and deeply learn about them, we will care when they die. Yes. We will care when they do something. We want to see people make choices and lead their character through characterization. I don't know if that made any sense, but whatever. It doesn't matter. It makes sense to me. It makes sense to me, right? Because we, we just want to... That's, the, that's why I love the first half more than the second half. Some people may not like it as much. I love it because we stuck with Millie Alcock. We stuck with Emily Carey. We stuck with Matt Smith. Yeah, I really I really felt like I was going on a journey with them where the second half just really felt like we're doing this this week. It's a new it's a new it's a new show every episode, I felt like in the second half. Yeah. Well post well, wedding. 
Well, you know, because we got, it felt like we had seven and eight, which was, you know, that was one show. And I'm sorry, six and seven. Then we had eight, which was like, you know, the King's last episode. And then we had this nine, ten, which are like sister episodes. And it's like, okay. We get it. You love to try this stuff out, but we need some consistency if you want me to care about this eight-year-old dying. You know what I mean? We we don't we I don't care. Yeah, like like I'm saying, just look at a show like Succession for for a minute. Like they're going different places. We always know, you know, it's an episode of Succession. Yeah, you know but what's we gonna happen. Deeply know these characters. Exactly. Right, and that that's that's what the whole thing goes upon. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, look at that episode five, the wedding episode. Right, we have this little scuffle in the middle of the dance floor. Well, and we we're we're thinking to ourselves, hey. This could be one of five things happening. And we're thinking to ourselves, which character would is has the balls right now to do something like yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. They did an amazing job of like they they talk a lot about how the, the show they wanted to get, you know, they want to get everyone's eye line, they want to see everyone's reaction to everything. And I felt like that's the episode where it actually worked out, where I was like, oh, I actually care about what is every single character thinking. In this moment. And I deeply understand where they're all going through yeah. in their head. And, and I'm like, and also I'm like, any of them could make a move right now, and I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but then, any they had, of them. then they had the craziest move go down, which is the funniest aspect. <laughs> I, was I was like, like really? Cole going after I was Joffrey? Like, I was like, no, but also, that also made me be like, oh, you see, anybody could pop off. I was like, even Cole. Cole couldn't handle the suspense. Any, any, first of all, anybody could die but Kristen Cole. Because <laughs> Kristen Cole is unable to die. I love how Cole just like kills the guy, and they're just like, yeah, you're, you're now in charge of the night It's treason, man. You listen. It was treason. <laughs> Fucking Cole. Is he the most hated TV character you've ever met in your life? Ooh. Someone you just hate. I really hate him. First off, how do you not hate Kristen Cole? <laughs> you gotta hate him. You gotta like hate my him. man, get over it. Like she's had a couple husbands now. She's had a bunch of kids. Like, we get it. Uh, she made him a mistake. I'm, I'm telling you, before he dies, he's gonna have a scene where it's like, Rainier, it was always you. It was always you, Rainiera. I would have given it all up for you. He did. He, he asked her. I get it. She said no. She, I, And she led you on as a 17-year-old. As a no, and girl. we love the whole your honor bit. We love it, but we're also like, my man, like, get over it. My honor, though. She <laughs> broke it. I was like, hey, you could have said no. I'm oh, like. a queen. No, I get it. I, I couldn't say, could not no, no, say no. No, no, he definitely could not have said no to his queen. I don't but. think anything would have happened if he said no, though. I would literally she would have, she might have just like not no, had he him. wouldn't have died no the because worst would have happened who right near it yeah, yeah the worst she would have done is reassign him that's like the worst she would have done yeah so we want consistency we want longer time with our characters we want to learn deeply and intimately what makes them tick what do they like what do they dislike we know too much about Kristen Cole let's move on to somebody else please. yeah yeah, yeah. Do you please. Want, you know what I want them to keep doing what? ten minutes after the ep. That's a long. I was like, I was like, it's not my always one of my biggest complaint with the Game of Thrones ones was never enough. No, never enough, and they always covered the subjects I didn't care about. They covered exactly what I wanted them to cover because they covered every scene in the episode, and that's great. That's great stuff, honestly. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. I'm like. I don't know if that's what I'm here for. No, no. When I get after the app, I'm like, let's actually get into after the app. Yeah, yeah. I want more from stuff like Succession, though, and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I remember they they they've started like doing more. I want to see like Mark Millad in some some distant country somewhere because they're always having him some like weird backburners like farmlands of like Wisconsin, and then yeah. sometimes it's like they're in some city in like Singapore. Great stuff, Mark Millad. Keep the stuff up. Uh, Honestly, I'm excited for his movie also this year. What movie is that? 
The Menu, directed oh, by Mark Millat. Yes, I'm fucking hyped for that movie. That's uh, Colin Firth. That's no. who's the? That's not Colin Firth. That's the guy from Kingsman. No. Who's the chef in in the menu? Oh, it is from from the King's Man. It's um, Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes, not Colin Firth. Ray yeah, Fiennes. It's Ray Fiennes. Also, um, well, it's Anya Taylor Anya Joy, and it's uh, oh, it's that guy. He was like number two to be Batman. Oh, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. Yeah, I love I feel Nicholas like Holt. You should get a get a guy like. This is a weird pick you're gonna hear from me. Get a guy like Bill Meyer in there to be like a celebrity going to the restaurant, right? Yeah, there's a lot of other guys that like no, like get like know. a real celebrity. Yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying. And, and then Bill Maher's like, "What's up with this food?" And they just kill him or something. <laughs> yeah, for a quick little but, thing. But also, like, oh, there's a lot of people in that movie. That, like, I know like they're that guys. I don't know them by name, but I know all of them. Listen to this. Imagine they just have Seth MacFarlane in, in the movie, and he's just, "Oh, you think you're great because you're the guy that made Family Guy." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're at a fancy restaurant. Uh, fancy I, people. I just go. like to interrupt him. He's like, I'm also the lead of Orville. Yeah. He's just like, you forget like, about Orville, buddy. New Horizons. New Horizons. He was like, he was like, it's better than Star Trek. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, and there he just he just pops off, and you can have something like that. I don't know. I feel like Seth MacFarlane. I've, I've heard like either you're gonna love it or you're gonna hate. It. That's what I've heard about them. I'm gonna love it. I already love it from the trailer. I, I love everything cooking. I'm just like, I just love the whole, you know, no, you are the menu. I'm like, bet, no, I'm, I'm down for that. You are the menu. That's the idea. They're gonna end the 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 customer. Superman four, a quest for peace. That's who I am. <laughs> oh, you said the line in the movie. Come on, you're a first half guy or a second half guy? That's the dragon. I think I'm first half. First half guy. Listen, I think, I think we're both first half guys. Yeah, because yeah. again, character over sto- over plot. That's what it yeah. was. Uh, also, I just. Uh, because we were big Kristen Cole guys at the beginning. We were. We were huge Kristen huge Cole guys. Huge guys. Kristen Cole guys. And then he really fell off. Um, <laughs> no, damn. also, I I felt like it was fu- There was so much more consistency with, with I felt like, the first half. Also, I we really liked What's-Her-Face. Uh, Millie Alcock. Millie Alcock. Emily Carey. Their relationship together. Their connection. I, Millie screen. Alcock should, like, get him. Like, like honestly, I, fuck this, like, chick who's uh, in, uh, what is it? Um... West Side Story now getting the Hunger Games. I'm like, give that to Millie Alcock. She could kill if you gave her a movie like that. Yeah, each year we somehow collect a few awesome young actresses. Amber Midthunder, Midthunder from uh, Prey. Oh, she's good, but no, but also like, she's I, in the Avatar: Last Airbender series. Who's she playing? She's playing one of the three uh, girls, either Mai, Suki, or uh, that's great. That's that's great. Uh, no, no, you. I, Fire Nation. No, she she should play the uh, the pissed off one. I like Zuko. That's who she. Should. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she will. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm just, if you're May. telling me the three. Is that May? It's May. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah, she yeah, may yeah. be playing May. Yeah, I'd have her play May. Unless but, she actually could be playing Princess Yue. So I don't know. Princess Yue from the Water Nation. Oh, with the because this is season one. We don't even meet May yet. I think. Yeah, we don't. But I don't know how they're doing the show. I have no. No, no. They're doing up until the end of season one. How much money does this Avatar show have? Do I look? I don't know. I'm not a walking budget. Um, I, don't know like, I don't know. I'm like I got like I got. I don't know. I don't know if this show is the cast be looks sick though. Every time they put out someone new, I'm like, okay, that's an awesome pick. Yeah, it is. It is. Also, do you think that? Wait, are we getting that and the, uh, the animated stuff they're doing? What? Well, no, no. That's that's gonna. That's not gonna go on Netflix though. It's uh, gonna that's go on Paramount, Netflix. right? That's gonna be for Paramount. 
Um, they're not involved with the show anymore. The creators of the I know, show. I know. They left because they were doing the exact same thing. Yeah, they were like, oh, no, we're like, doing our own stuff now. Uh, yeah, we wanted to maybe uh, switch it up a little bit. Yo, I, I've always said Avatar was a perfect vehicle. Are we, wait, are we done with uh, House yeah, of the Dragon? Yeah, we're done. We, we covered everything, House of Dragon Ways. All right, all right. So I just don't want to go too off topic. No, no, we're done, House of the Dragon. Okay, okay. Well, I, I've always said Avatar was just like ready to just, I, just uh, stories of other Avatars. You can do a short, you can do a 30, anything from a 30 minute short to like feature films to more series. Because avatars, you can. There's so many avatars. Some like a Tales of the Jedi that they're doing now on Disney Plus, where we're getting a look at all of these um, either unsung or underrepresented Jedi's, the big ones through history that we that we you know. So we know some of them, but that could be really cool with avatars. Well, I know they said they wanted to do a whole movie thing with the with how, how he stole the, the the face that that that, yes. that face. They said that's gonna be a whole that's gonna be a whole thing, and I'm like. Bet that was always one of the coolest parts, and I was like, I always wanted to learn more about that. Uh, they've said they they're gonna do a Kyoshi movie. Kyoshi, the Kyoshi's the first big one. Kyoshi's supposed to be the sh- strongest avatar ever. Physical strength, like like obviously of, Aang is a. More, we're we're like, talking in terms of like bending power. No, Aang is stronger because doesn't the power just get stronger as we go along? I don't know. No, that's not my. That's not how it works. I think because you you have all you have more avatars. No, you know avatar state can be stronger, but we're talking to straight up the strongest. But when you're when you're, he, he can access the avatar state whenever he wants to now. I just know they always say that she's like the strongest avatar. Yeah, so. listen. But also, she just has the greatest feats because she literally separated. She literally like separated a nation. Yeah, I know. It's pretty. She, like, so she just no, and she's a badass. She's a badass. Yeah, yeah, she's also like a kill first, ask questions never. That's oh, like, we're not done with House of the Dragon. Rhaenyra pulling a baby out of herself. <laughs> yeah, I love when we're right back. Kind of a dope move. Like when we saw that scene. Yeah. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about. That. It was a little like Tracy Morgan hard to watch, but. Uh, but she literally pulls the baby out of her. Oh, this was, I was like, as an actress, she was doing amazing. Also, we were like, yo. Felt the, like she felt no pain from that. Well, no, no, no. We were also just like, yo, the the physical strength to pull out a dead How is she standing? Baby, how is she standing? I'm like. No, but how is she standing right I now? Annoy. I know. No drugs. No, no milk of the poppy nonsense. Yeah, no milk of the poppy even. Like, right. come on. No wine. She just pulls a baby right out of her crazy stuff that scene is absolute insane. she seems fine like two minutes later too like obviously she's not fine but relatively she seems fine yeah but like also i gotta say like they like you know there was a part of that scene i was laughing because you can just tell how fake the baby is but also you're just like nope, i don't want to look though i don't want to look though they do that you know that's that whole thing we were talking about of like you know it's not that like you know there's there's shit that like you know we understand you want to show it to us for like the 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 OMG like factor, but like I don't know if I needed to see that. I don't know if it adds anything to the show. It has anything. To I understand the story. that we're not doing body horror, right? The point of this is not to make my skin crawl, right? You know, I get it. Womb is the battlefield, but uh, let's get some battlefield as the battlefield, maybe. Well, I'm, I think that's where we're going now. Right? Are we done with the womb as the battlefield? I, I'm and a, now we're finally under the I, battlefield. Alex, I wouldn't be surprised if that was Bill, Big Miguel Sapochnik. He was like, "No, the womb," because everything I heard him talk, he's like, "That's how he talks." He's like, "You know, no, the story's got to be about you know something else, and then the action comes from other places." 
And I'm like, just direct the fucking action up. Just shut up. Yeah, what's up? Greg Etanis directing all the sick action. And now Miguel Sapochnik, what is he left of? What is he doing these days? Nothing, probably. Uh, I don't know, but he's the Banshee guy. So I love him. He did Banshee? Yeah, he was the showrunner of Banshee. Who's the main lead of Banshee? Anthony Starr. Right, Anthony Starr. From the boys. From the boys. You know, well, he's he's better. He's stronger. He's smarter. He, he's better. Exactly. Yeah. All right, we're going to end with that because we're already 30 minutes over. All right, uh, how's the dragon? 30 minutes over? Well, I mean, over 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. What's the next show that we do like this? I think it may be White Lotus. Oh, weekly? I think definitely we can do weekly White Lotus. Also, I think we need to talk about Andor for talking TV. I know you still need to get caught up. I have up. to get caught up, which I probably will this weekend. You definitely will. Because Andor, I know it's good. I just have oh, to I just have to watch it. It's better than good. All right. We are uh, 7.24 p.m. on October 24th. The Knicks game starts in six minutes, so it's perfect time. Hey. We're good to go.